You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And I guess this really isn't just uh, another episode, right? This is episode 99. And I want to kick it off with a couple of quotes that will be a theme of this episode. And I think they'll, they'll resonate with some of you. Maybe others, you've heard the quotes, but they don't uh, connect the same way. But the first one is, I skate to where the puck is going to be not where it has been. And then my personal favorite, which has been on the, the bottom of my email uh, signature, I think for about 10 years, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So, you know, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where the puck has been. And you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Those, of course, are quotes from the great one, the greatest hockey player ever to live, Wayne Gretzky, still alive today. I say ever to live as if he's no longer alive. And I will say, you know, there's a couple of ways I want to take this conversation. This is episode 99, the great one, War 99. My favorite hockey player, who I think is the second greatest hockey player of all time, um, and right up there with Wayne Gretzky, is actually the jersey I'm wearing right now while I'm recording this this episode which is the actual flip of 99, which is episode, which is number 66, Mario Lemieux, better known as Super Mario. And there's a couple of things that I think that are really interesting that connect directly into this NFT space. And one of them is actually kind of a sports, it's not, I won't even say segue, methodology, thought process, the way that I look at things. I... Like bleed black and yellow. I mean, born and raised in Pittsburgh, everything I know of is Pittsburgh colors, Pittsburgh sports. I mean, my, my Jeep is black and gold. My pretty much my entire wardrobe is black and gold. I mean, my daughters don't wear purple on Sundays because we hate the Baltimore Ravens. Like that's that's how that's how you know much I bleed for a sport. While at the same time, my dad and kind of raised me to respect the great ones. To it is not. It does not make you lesser of a fan, lesser of a of, of a of a supporter or allegiance, if you also have ability to like tip your hat or acknowledge those other athletes that are just as great, if not you know greater than the ones that you love. And I remember like growing up, like in high school, if someone had like a L.A. Kings or even an Edmonton Wayne Gretzky jersey on, and I would have my my Penguins jersey on, it'd be like. Mario's better, and they'd be like, Wayne Gretzky's better, whatever it may be. And the funny thing about that is, man, is the NFT space not that way. Like, it's like, Bored Apes are the best. No, Crypto Punks are the best. Oh, no, I like Crypto Mori's. No, I like, you know, and there's like this, like, 
this like fight soup for you know you know who was the best of the best and and then the, you know and we see this in sports every day right we try to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan I mean Michael Jordan is the goat and Michael Jordan was the greatest at his time but many could argue Kareem Abdul-Jabbar might have been the best of all time and and the era that he played and we have LeBron James and Kobe Bryant that played recently they could be you know considered the best we go baseball I mean like don't get me started on baseball like I mean in my personal opinion, right now the greatest baseball player is not actually even in the Hall of Fame. Um, but you know, I digress, Barry Bonds. But with all that being said, so where I want to take this episode is that here's what I, how I like to kind of sit in things, right? Like I, I I've said this before. Like I watched every minute of Simone Biles uh, as a gymnast, right? Uh, Michael Phelps, I'm a huge fan of of Michael Phelps and his commitment to what he did as an Olympian. Uh, I teared up the other day watching Sean White come down the half pipe uh, for his very last time. Like appreciating greatness. The thing is a skill set we don't have enough. But here's the other part of it is going further than just appreciating greatness, dissecting what makes things great and where those things go from there. I will tell you, every person I meet that talks about Board Ape Yacht Club, we had Franklin here on the podcast. We've had, I mean, I know lots, I mean, many of my people in my network have a Board Ape. When I'm talking to them about Board Apes, it is, I am like, man, that's so freaking awesome that you have a Board Ape. Like, I just, you know, and I don't care if you bought in at 90 ETH or you were the one of the ones that bought one at $400 when it was there, you know, back on May 1st. What I always ask and what I think about is like, Man, you love board apes. What about the community that you love the most? Like, is it is it as much the fact kind of like you know having a having an iPhone? You know, if you could actually show off the Apple logo in first class on an airplane fifteen years ago, twelve years ago, um, it was a status symbol, right? So, like, is is you know how do you feel about that? You know, then I ask things about like you know what is the morale, what is the culture like? Because here's the truth: if you're not willing, if we are not willing to support, to tip our hat, and to learn from those that are doing great things in front of us, those that have been there, not even, you know, yes, those that have been paving the way, but in a way, those were the greatest uh, NFTs of, the, of that time, then we are never going to learn. We are never going to adapt. I, I will tell you, I've gone through, and this will, I mean, this will give, give you guys a little bit of a, a taste into uh, my psyche. I've gone through... For the entire month up to V Friends launch, I've gone through every single one of Gary Vaynerchuk's tweets. Yeah, every single one, every tweet that he ha- that he delivered in you know, right around this time, right February March of of twenty twenty one, I've gone through them, copied certain ones, put links into one uh, one of the documents I have. Why? I'm not claiming to be Gary V. I'm not even believing that what we launch in the future will be anything close to what Gary V has, but. I do believe, you know, V Friends took 13 days to to uh, sell out, but it was the first of its kind. And now, you know, you can't get into one under what 13, 14 ETH. And for the most part, you know, lots of the people that I know that got in on V Friends have five or six of them that are worth 20, 30 ETH apiece. And so for me, I want to not only tip my hat, like I mean, Gary leans in and does his thing, but I also want to be able to study and learn what was going on there. Now, here's the, here's the key, though. We can't just copy the past, and we can't even just do our own version of exactly what they did, because let's bring it back 
to uh, the great one, right? A good hockey player plays where the puck is. A good NFT creator, a good NFT collector is focusing on, hey, where are we, where are we at right now? But a great one, an innovative one, one that is willing, that is thinking beyond, you know, three months, six months, one year, five years. Yeah, those people are playing where the puck is going to be. So this to me is things like, okay, what can I learn from the V Friends launch? What can I learn from the, the explosion of Board Ape Yacht Club? What can I learn from CryptoPunks, you know, being flipped by Board Ape Yacht Club? And in many ways, the lack of like culture and social and 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 really you know like in my in my opinion uh community vibrance crypto punks doesn't have the same as board ape yacht club and i would say world of women right now i've been studying everything world of women have been doing you know they just announced a partnership yesterday which is you know tip i mean i mean we should all cheer for world of women and i mean this is another piece of like if you aren't celebrating the great nft projects that aren't in your bag then I don't really trust what you have to say either, right? Like, and people will know this about me. Like, if you're in my on my Twitter, I celebrate World of Women. I celebrate the Lazy Lions. I celebrate Board Ape Yacht Club. I celebrate the Mutants. I celebrate. I mean, there are tons of projects that I that I celebrate. Boss Beauties. And guess what? None of them are in my bag. I don't own a single one of them. I got zero ventured interest directly tied to their success. But you know what? I do have. World of Women just announced a partnership with Reese Witherspoon. And her Hello Sunshine brand. Yeah, massive partnership. You know what that does for us as a community? If we can help make that successful, if we can lift that up, if we can pay homage, we can learn for what they're doing, the next projects that come along should be able to take what VFriends did, what Board Ape Yacht Club did, what World of Women did, and now take it and make it even better. But for most of us, it's easier to say, must be nice to be have a World of Women must be nice to be in early on Clubhouse and get a, a board Ape Yacht Club. Must be nice, dot, 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 dot. All of that must be nice is jealousy and hate and does nothing good for anyone. Nothing good for anyone. For me, when I think about, you know, this idea of, you know, not only respecting your elders, respecting those that have been there before us, but we also have to recognize that you know why VFriends worked? It was the first of its kind that did it that way. And guess what? You can be first of your kind doing collecting NFTs differently than everybody else. Like I, I know a couple people that just recently decided, you know what, we're going to reach out to some of our friends that have a lot of liquidity, a lot of money, and we're going to pull together all of that liquidity into one wallet. And they have, they have five people minting into that one wallet. They all have like their own strategy, but they're all building off of that one. And then they're going to split evenly what that entire wallet was. And I was like, that's kind of genius. I like the idea of like five people coming together and spending, you know, one collective groups of money. And now granted that investor has to kind of trust them and understand that risk versus reward. But the, the opportunity for us to innovate, to take shots that most aren't willing to take is right there in front of us right now. I will tell you, I, I feel... All right, so it's episode 99. I feel by episode 299, people are going to be asking me to be interviewed on, on you know, massive newspapers, massive articles about what we did here on this project 
starting back in November. When I decided to do a 1% revenue share with 22 people that are holding our founders' NFTs and to give away another 30% of the revenue to 365 people that are holding the Superfans' NFTs, had anyone done that with a podcast before? Nope. Had anyone decided to buy an NFT every single day for a year with the idea of, of holding every one of them and selling them on November 11th? Nope. And guess what? Do I know that it was going to succeed? Do I still? No. But I can guarantee that if I didn't do it, it was not going to happen, right? Because that's that quote, right? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You don't know what works until you try it. You don't know how, like, Board Ape Yacht Club looked at CryptoPunks and said, hey, this is too exclusive, too, the prices are too high for us right now. Let's do something different. And we're all bored in the pandemic and we're all overwhelmed with what's going on. Like, let, like let's not give it a vibe of, like, crypto bros. Let's give it a vibe like laid back millionaire apes that are just hanging out in a swamp and um, bored because we're sitting in a pandemic. You th- see what they like, and and so like, for me when I see like, only derivative projects or only expansion projects or only projects that have the exact same type of innovation, I mean that can work. And I will say the other side of this is right now, like things like staking, things like tokenomics, things like um, you know having different versions. Like a lot of people are trying things, and and let's be truthful. Like, let's also be truthful here, real quick. A lot of them are. F- are failing right now. But you know what's funny? I'm betting on a lot of projects that I believe are innovating before their time, but are going to stick around for far after their time. One of them happens to be the project that I interviewed, very first person I interviewed on this this podcast. It's actually the project that we minted on day two after we minted our ENS domain. And that's the Chibi Labs. They have the Chibi Apes, the Chibi Galaxy. I believe they have innovated. They have a they have a lab, they have a a team, they have developers and they have strategy that is thinking like they're playing chess when all the other projects that launched this fall were playing checkers, right? And I might they might even not even be playing chess. They might be playing a, a version of chess that we haven't even figured out yet. And so when I think about this on, you know, episode 99, you know, it's kind of cool because like for me, you know, yeah, I'm a numbers person and, and, you know, numbers definitely hit home for me. But I also think of it as, you know, kind of the bigger picture of, you know, what are the, the great ones doing? And I will say another quote uh, from Wayne Gretzky that's a good one is that he said, the highest compliment you can pay me is that I work hard every day and I never dog it. I think there's a lot of people looking for NFT shortcuts. Brian, what project should I buy and hold so I make a million dollars? Brian, how do I launch an NFT collection so I do what Board Ape Yacht Club did? I think we're approaching all of those the wrong way. Like, the question should be, where can I learn, study, and work hard to... to to do things that no one else is willing to do? How can I learn from those that are, are implementing things in ways that I have not? Like there's, a, there's an article, um, and I'll have to post it here um, in the show notes, uh, of someone that said that you know, in 100 days they've, uh, they've flipped 
one NFT, um, one NFT collection, they flipped that collection so much so that they were able uh, to make over a million dollars profit. And I believe it was the Lazy Lions was actually the project. And I'll, uh, but the article was really great because I'm reading it and I'm like, man, I didn't even think about doing that before. Like, and the idea was like buying two or three, flipping one, and then trying to like increase the rarity levels, but then realizing like, okay, well, the rarities levels aren't working. So let's increase the amount of the NFT that we hold. Right. And then that's like, let's sell a bunch of them, you know, at the high and then I like ride out the low again and, and like understanding these waves. I look at this space uh, much like I look at, you know, life and innovation, right? We have to learn from those that have been there before us. We have to study what the great ones have done. We have to recognize that the times have changed. We have to own the fact that we can't just do what the people before us did because that's just a copycat and things are being demanded at a higher level today. And then ultimately, we have to find ways to take the shots that maybe the other projects weren't willing to take, do the things that the others weren't willing to do. Like, I will challenge everyone that's listening to this right now. You know, you hear my advice, my strategy. Don't take my advice and my strategy. Take my advice and my strategy and reimagine it in your world with your risk first reward polo, uh, you know, portfolio, with your knowledge, with the things that you're working hard on. Because guess what? I'm buying an NFT every single day. I'm creating a podcast every single day. I'm a full-time keynote speaker that also happens to be, you know, girl dad of three little girls. Guess what? I can't be everywhere that, uh, that maybe you can be. I'm, I'm not in discords that I'm owning a lot of these NFTs for. Like I have to apologize to founders most of the time because I'm like, guess what? I love your project. I just have no time to be in your, in your uh, discord right now. And guess what? I know by not being in those discords, I'm losing value. I, maybe I'm, I'm missing a airdrop or I'm missing a whitelist opportunity. And I recognize that. And guess what? You can take advantage of that right? For the projects that I'm talking about, don't just buy the projects that I mentioned. And remember, this is not financial advice, but if you happen to buy a Meta Whip, for example, I, why don't you do, like, hey, I believe in the project and I, I'm like bullish as hell on that project, but why not go even 10 times harder into that project than I ever could have? And then come back and teach me things. I'm always willing to learn. And so I, like, to me, I get a little fired up. I, I hope you guys can see this. You can feel it. You can, listen, you can hear it in your ear holes. Like, it's so easy for us to hate on others. Like Tom Brady ruined my freaking, like my early 2000s sportsdom was ruined by one human being and his name is Tom Brady. But I also recognize that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And I had the opportunity to watch him in person numerous times. I think up to, almost a dozen times I saw Tom Brady in person. Unfortunately, almost every one of those times ended in tears for me because he kicked our Pittsburgh, our Pittsburgh Steelers. But even when we were 15 and one, I drove up to Pittsburgh. I had actually on the drive up to Pittsburgh, I booked my airfare and my hotel for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, here we go, 15 and one. They got this Tom Brady kid. He's coming into our house. Yeah, they whooped our butt. I can't remember the score. It was like, it was like 28 to 10 or something. They, and I went, I went home, my four and a half hour drive, bawling my eyes out. But you know what I learned? I had an opportunity to see the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL that will probably never be duplicated. I got to see him in person. I got to watch him on TV. I got to see when people said he was too old or too slow or when he didn't get drafted, what he was able to accomplish. 
And that's hard for me to, to admit, but it's also stupid for me not to admit because let's face it, the proof is there. And so I, I, I'm going to challenge everyone to let's not, let's not let ourselves become the must be nice group. Must be nice to have a bored ape. Must be nice to have a, a psychedelics anonymous. Must be nice to have a world of women. Must be nice to have a boss beauties. Must be nice to have a crypto chick. Must be nice to have a dead fellas. Must be nice to have, you know, insert V friends. Let's, let's become the group that is celebrating those that are doing great things because the more people that enter the NFT community, the more people that are going to want the collections that we have. Let's be the ones that, that analyze and, 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 and dissect the things that are working in other projects so that we can help them in our projects. Because remember, each and every one of us are an owner of the collections we are a part of. If you are sitting around saying, I wish the founders of this project did more, you're not a collector, you're just an investor. You're just sitting on the outside saying, I hope this thing turns into something. But if you're an owner and you're collecting that NFT and you believe in that project, you have to take on your own role. Like when you meet somebody or connect with somebody that has an NFT that you wish you had, rather than like being jealous, why not learn, hey, how did you discover that project? What about that project do you love? Why didn't you sell that project when it, when it 10X'd overnight? All of those questions are things we should be learning from the great ones. We should be understanding of where they've been, how they've done things, because guess what? We can do them even better in the future because we're not going to focus on skating where the puck currently is. We're going to focus on where the skating to where the puck is going. My name is Brian Fanzo. I want to thank you for listening to 99 episodes, 99 days in a row. Woo-wee. Uh, we have a good one, some good ones for you. Of course, episode 100 is uh, tomorrow. Uh, got a couple things in the, in the works for you there. Episode 101 will be my interview with Ty Lopez. And Ty Lopez, uh, many of you know, is a uh, you know, world-famous uh, entrepreneur, uh, the founder CEO of retail uh, e-commerce ventures. They happen to own some small companies, you know, Ralph and Russo, Pier One, Dress Barn, Steinmart, Radio Shack, Linen and Things, Modell Books, uh, Mentar Books. He's also uh, you know, been in the social media game for a long time. Uh, I got to meet Ty actually long before even any of this kind of stuff popped off. Uh, back in 2011 at an entrepreneur event. We were actually on a panel together. Um, and I'm excited that he's going to be on the podcast as well. So that'll be episode 101. And then uh, we, we're off and running. Uh, we're going to drop the proof of podcast uh, NFTs that are going to be dropping very soon. So stay tuned for those. Uh, if you are holding one of our founders NFTs, you just got new credentials for our website. If you are holding one of our super fans NFTs, uh, you're going to be getting some credentials. We're going to be setting you up with some cool things that are going to be in the works. Uh, we also have the email newsletter that'll be coming out very soon. Uh, and if you're a holder of one of our 1093 true fans, uh, NFTs, we have some great things coming for you, uh, between now and let's just say, episode 193 or so. So let's, uh, let's, take, let's, let's pay homage to the great ones. Let's not become the must-be-nice community. And let's continue to innovate, to push each other, to learn from each other, and to skate where the puck is going, not to where it already is. My name is Brian Fanzo. Remember, this podcast is super-powered by the ADHD coin over on Rally. Check it out at ADHDcoin.com. Until tomorrow, my friends, 
Make it a great one. Ha! A great one. Like the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Cheers. The show is not financial.